Hello and welcome back to the Only Pans podcast. My name's Rudy Clifton. I'm the host. I'm still the host. There's been no changes whatsoever. But one thing that has changed is the guest. Today we have Harry Renner Bennett. Introduce yourself, Harry. Hey up. Uh, my name's Harry. I don't actually speak like that. I am. I'm from down south. I probably shouldn't introduce with a uh, <laughs> with a up. Uh, <laughs> but um, my name's Harry, um, and I run the Harry Talks podcast. Um, I love talking to people, um, just like yourself, mate. And um, from Hitchin, I just, I'm just, I'm just here for the vibes, man. Yeah. Um, thank you That's for what having we're all me. Here for you're you're very welcome. Uh, we've been expecting you for some time and the podcast by the way exceptional just been on it myself and um, really enjoyed it really enjoyed it everyone go check it out I'll hit some links in the uh, description and all, all of that jazz but plug 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 let's hit this straight up what's your favorite dish or what dish are you gonna choose well I sort of I sort of had to think what you know, there are so many, of course, so many, uh, so much food to choose from. So much but I food. just, I just thought back to holidays. Yeah. And especially the one place that I love to go on holiday is Turkey. Yeah. And the one thing that I always get when I'm in Turkey is the smell of fresh cut parsley. Yeah. All right. That smell is unbelievable. Like okay, everywhere was not... in the market. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I was not expecting you to say the smell of fresh parsley. But now I'm thinking about it, it's a lovely smell. So oh, I'm excited mate. to see where this goes. And Turkish food banging. Right. Yeah, unbelievable yeah. techers. I mean, so I fresh cut parsley is just one of those smells that like you, you smell it and you go, Oh, like it does something. It does something to me. Fresh you know, the hairs, straight the hairs. The hairs raise on on my arms, on the back mm. of my neck. The goose pimples they, they go across all of me. And what I like to um, combine that with is like um, lamb kofta, yeah, a nice tzatziki, yeah, flatbreads, mm-hmm. and just a nice you know um, fresh salad like tomato, parsley. And throughout all of that, you have obviously the parsley running through all of it. You've got the the lamb which is just you know some nice turkish lamb you can't go wrong and Mm. the one thing about turkey that i really now understand is the tomatoes they grow there are unbelievable different gravy yeah at like the the techers that's a banging dish that's a banging dish uh (laughs) one thing i will say about it i've got someone i work closely with um called angelo he's greek and mm. anyone who says tzatziki, he goes fucking <laughs> off at them. <laughs> He's so convinced that it needs to be said tzatziki for some reason. I tzatziki. Mean, he'd, he'd know more than anyone. But yeah. yeah, mate, banging dish. I've got time for it. Um, mm. So you said you were you, you said you were thinking long and hard about it. Was there any ones uh, apart uh, like any other ones that came to your mind whilst you were thinking about it? any any superior dishes that you've got? Well, the other night, actually, maybe a couple of weeks ago, we like to during lockdown. We've liked to have um, every Friday is my yeah. my night to cook. Nice. Um, and last Friday, I'd say I pulled out of the bag with yeah. um, pretty simple. Everyone mm-hmm. everyone knows about it. Burgers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I didn't make the bread, unfortunately. Had That's to get right. brio- 
That's to get right. brioche buns in. Um, I can't but... blame you. <laughs> it's so hard to make good brioche buns. Um, I've yeah, tried man. before Shit. and and failed. I did them. I did them for my uh, or not brioche buns. I did a a cherry brioche loaf. Um, it was all fucking braided and shit. I did that mm. for my GCSE um, practical exam. Or it was one of my dishes for my GCSE practical exam. Mate, fucking not worth the time. It really isn't. <laughs> it was dry. It was dry as fuck. I know. Um, and when I when I try to make it before for something else it just all came out like cracked and like you know when you see a brioche bun it's like nice and smooth yeah yeah, yeah. glossy um, yeah yeah it had none of those um nice exteriors um i went down to the butcher in town mm-hmm. yeah uh, in the i town like where square, this is going uh asked for some nice ground 500 grams of freshly ground beef yeah. so um i can't remember the fat percentage but i'm guessing you, it was at 80 20 I'm guessing it was an 80 20. That's usually what they sell. Um, if you are just asking for ground beef, um, it's an 80, 80 20 or a 70 30. 70 30 is the best one to use, but most of them give out 80 30 because it's cheaper. No, 80 20 because it's cheaper. <laughs> oh, pretty good okay. maths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the chef's podcast, luckily, not the math podcast. Um, <laughs> um, and just, um, you know, made um, did all the the mise en place. Oh, yeah, look on, at I've you! Learned, I've learned some Check words. Him out. Um, bit of mise en place with the lettuce, tomatoes, or just cut those up, and then I caramelized some onions. Yeah. So made. How are you like doing it? Onion jam. So I sort of just, you know, cooking for ages. Yeah, basically, I just stuck them in a pan. Like it was a, a pot, probably this big. Yeah. And I filled it to the top with onions. And by the end, I probably had like a bowl worth. Like the yeah, amount yeah, that they yeah. cooking it down by mm, was mental. Um, yeah. So the um, I cooked them with butter, like a shit ton of butter. Yeah. Um, sugar, a bit of salt, and then every time they started to burn on the bottom, just add a bit of water because I heard that. Yeah, um, yeah, deglazing it. Deglaze, yeah, yeah, boom. There you go. <laughs> Every day's a school day, <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, no, adding combining that all together with uh, some streaky bacon, some uh, okay, this is a controversial choice, but my favorite sauce on burger is ketchup and mustard, yeah, like yellow mustard. Mm. I know you know, people might like the uh, the burger sauce, but yeah, I don't know, it's not, I mean. Whatever you do, if you're a, if you're a ketchup and mustard person, if you're a mayo and mustard person, may, mustard has to be there because of the. What what I do is I brush uh, the burgers with mustard, unreal flavor. But yeah, whatever happens, mustard has to be the focal point of it. I'm not a massive lover of ketchup. I'm I'm not passionately loving. I know people. There's people. Oh, I did an episode um, of weird food combinations, and everyone was fucking oh, yeah. fantasizing over ketchup. It really? pisses me <laughs> off massively. Um, but I'd say if I'm choosing one, I'd go uh, probably mayo mustard because I've already got tomato in there, and I'm a mayo lover. But I've had to cut down because of the diet. It's, oh, Jesus Mate. Christ. 
The calories in mayo, unbelievable calories. It's a disgrace how many (laughs) calories there are in mayo. I think I made a salad recently and, you know, tracking the calories. Mm. Um, It was a mixing bowl of spinach, lettuce, you know, the standard things, some sweet corn, pepper. um, And then that all together in a mixing bowl came to 250 calories or something along those lines. I got the same amount of calories as I did in a mixing bowl worth of food as I did two tablespoons or something of mayo that I added on top. Mm. And I was, honestly, I was shocked. I couldn't. It's it's a disgrace. (laughs) Can't look at it the same way. So I'd say that was the best thing I cooked for my family, but you can't can't get past the the fresh parsley. Yeah, the smell of fresh parsley, you keep coming back to it. (laughs) I can't blame you to be fair. There's been there's been time you can fantasize over some freshly cut pastas. One fit what what's your opinion on coriander? Okay. Um coriander, it that's the one that like fifty percent of people think tastes like soap, isn't it? Yeah. Or some the statistic along those lines. I some days I fall into that fifty percent and other days I um I love it. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird one. I'll be honest, coriander. It's not it's not my personal favorite uh, herb. I'd say that. I can appreciate that. So you're, per- I, actually, I don't even need to ask what your personal favorite herb is. <laughs> just from just from your fantasizing over the over the smell, I can tell it's parsley. Um, curly parsley or flat parsley? Whatever they use in Turkey. I know in England we get a lot of. I think we get more flat. Yeah, so I'll maybe. say flat. Um, for you know for the Brits, but. I'm not sure what they use out out there. Flat's not as good as curly. I'll put it really? out there. Yeah, but that's just for. I mean, in cooking these days, you're it's a. If you're using herbs, it's all gotta be like really fine. You can't. You don't want to bite into a big piece of herb. And curly curly parsley is really easy to get right, nice and fine, nice nice fine brunoise. Another little fresh t- French terminology for you start writing these down (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean two good dishes you're a foodie yourself aren't you just from just from speaking to you i can tell you're a foodie yeah i I like to cook for for myself and other people for sure yeah was that something that was brought up in your household or is it just something you adopted as you grew up a bit of both really so my granddad was a chef for the navy yeah so when he was employed he would be cooking you know down in like the bowels of the of the boat for loads and loads of uh, sailors at a time yeah and he after that moved it transitioned into being a chef for in a normal kitchen and i'd say that passing down the knowledge and love for food is passed down from my granddad to my dad now to me i guess yeah i wasn't always a good chef though <laughs> got into um, it Definitely, yeah. It's something I've had to learn for sure. Lockdown has really helped with my cooking abilities and like knowing what flavors sort of match with one another. Yeah, definitely. getting the knowledge, getting the knowledge before you can uh, properly get it into action. It's definitely something that um, not many people have. To be fair, mm. getting the knowledge first. I mean, through getting it, getting it from a family member, it's definitely it's like the classic way of learning how to cook. Uh, right. <laughs> what song have you chosen? <laughs> <laughs> You've got one song. 
and you're listening to it whilst you're cooking, whilst you're chopping that parsley. What are you going to match with the parsley? Okay, so the song I've chosen, uh, I was thinking the song I've chosen is Molasses by yeah. Hiatus Kyoto. Kyoto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tune. Massive tune. Yeah, absolutely massive tune. Um, and it sort of it blends like upbeat with more relaxing music because i feel like in the kitchen i can't be listening to anything too heavy or too like yeah definitely. Um, because mm. it distracts from what i'm thinking about yeah so that tune is usually in the rotation for sure yeah i mean um, big tune it definitely sets the mood whilst you're cooking keeps you in that good good mm. mood because you don't want to be fucking pissed off whilst cooking or listening to some hardcore shit that's why i think mm. uh I think Loyal Kana is such a fucking good one to listen to while you're cooking. But he's mm. so chilled and his voice is so f- it's like so soothing while you're listening to it. Keeps you nice. Because they say cooking's the closest form to meditation, um, apart from meditating. And I think it's just listening to soft music, just a compl- it complements it perfectly, I think. Mm. Yeah. Controversial you know decision by me but i'm actually not a big fan of loyal Kana. really say. yeah disappointing um, he, he sound, he's top bloke but i don't know you know when there's one artist that you should based off your spotify listens you should like them yeah it's like but you just can't get into frank him. ocean yeah him and frank ocean are like the two that's i should based off my history and what i listen to i should absolutely love them but there's something i don't know so it's um slippery slope <laughs> Not sure how I feel about that, seeing as I look to my left and the only two albums I've got on my wall are Loyal Kana and Frank Ocean. (laughs) (laughs) I can literally show you. (laughs) Loyal Kana there, Frank Ocean there. Oh, no. (laughs) This episode's never getting aired. You couldn't have wrote it. You couldn't have wrote it. But I mean, each to their own, of course. Yeah. Um, but what what would you say your music to, what your your go to music genre? See, I have a strong opinion that music genre is what Spotify uses to define people and categorize people and suggest songs for them. Yeah, I think personally, there's not one genre that um defines my music taste. If you were to look at my Spotify history, it'd probably be alternative rock or funk or soul or something along those lines but Mm. i think um i think music really is you know it's a feeling that you get um and some days i could be feeling really upbeat and really happy um and some days i could be feeling down in the dumps awful and i like to like i'm that guy that likes to play like sad tunes to really i can back it i can back every word that you just (laughs) said um Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely mood based. Music's mm. probably the most mood based thing there is, just from the way they're fucking singing. But even not singing. So music, like for me, uh, a lot of music I like to listen to doesn't have any lyrics in it at all. Really? Like, um, yeah, for sure. If you listen to like classical music, uh, so shout out a sort a piece called Claire de Lune. Such a, a nice song, and the way it's been put together probably can sometimes make me feel a certain way without even saying anything um because the story that 
the song takes you on yeah. makes you arrive to the emotion yourself without mm. someone telling you how you should feel with like their lyrics or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I, d- I don't think there's one one genre that can pin pin me down. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. It's a good way to look at music as well. I think don't let it mm. define you. If you had to predict, or if, even if you know where your Spotify Wraps going to be at the end of the year, what's top? <laughs> So last year, yeah, my top actually that's was... a good one. Yeah, yeah. Let's go off last year. What was last year's? So no surprise to anyone that knows me. Last year was Mardi Bum by Arctic. Tune, uh, massive tune. Me and my girlfriend's favorite song together. Um, yeah. So it reminds me of her. We play it often, a lot together. And so looking at that, like again, looking at you know my top wrapped being Arctic Monkeys. People, you'd associate me with just being like an Arctic Monkeys fanatic, which uh, yeah. I am. But um, I, yeah, I, I'm probably not held down to it. Um, my favourite song at the moment is um, probably Cold Little Heart by Michael Kiwanuka. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, I heard that a while back, actually. Yeah, that's, um, that's one of those songs that um, I think takes you on like a bit of a journey as you yeah. go through it. There's so many different parts to it. So I definitely recommend if you ever, next time you have a smoke or, you know, you, you just feel in a certain way, listen to that tune. Yeah, decent. I went through a period, like, in, in your podcast, we were talking about my time at Nobel. I went through a period mm-hmm. where I was listening to fucking, like, Dave and people like that. <laughs> I mean, fucking Jesus Everyone, Christ. Everyone's done it, mate. Don't worry. Hey, everyone's I, been through the phase. Well, I was wearing, like, Trap Star and listening to Dave. Like, who the fuck <laughs> did I think I was? It was actually disgusting. Um, I was having an identity crisis, clearly. But I came out of that, and the music since then... It was definitely like hundred percent. My music taste has been influenced by my brother. Like the amount of people he's shown me. Like originally, I sh- I remember him showing me Catfish in the Bottom, and when they had like fucking a hundred k. And now mm. that look at them, they're fucking headlining Reading this year, Reading and Leeds. Yeah, so it's crazy. Like seeing them. There's also there's people like that. I think. Store. Have you ever had it where you've got into like a really small artist and then. Poof, all of a sudden they're fucking massive have you ever had that before not like absolutely massive but i've seen people that like you revisit them like a year later or a couple years later and you're like like they're doing well for themselves yeah Um, but i've never i've I've, i haven't actually had that moment where it's like oh i knew them before they were popular yeah Um, yeah. what's what's your i knew them before they were popular got a few actually oh okay don't want to suck my own cock but uh (laughs) i have had a few i mean there was uh, the Hunter. I listened to the Hunter when they had a thousand followers on Instagram. Um, and what by um, slaves off? No, the Hunter. Oh, the oh the Hunter. Oh, I think yeah. said the Hunter. Oh yeah, no, yeah, okay, okay. But I mean, they're shit now. I fucking hate them. <laughs> <laughs> um, For what uh, reason? What's um? Why why have you changed your mind on them? I don't Is know. That personal reasons. Or? I think it was just they got so overplayed at one point. And it just became, it got to a point where it was sort of like on a level of cringe. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that was me getting older and maturing as well. But there was another one who went fucking massive. Like it was almost overnight. Uh, me and my cousin, um, Louis, we were just chilling, listening to like some random playlist on Spotify. And uh, do you know Khaled, the one who sings like location and all that? Yeah, he's the um, one um, with the tune with Billie Eilish, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were listening to Location and it literally had like 
no streams, hardly any streams on Spotify. And then a few weeks later, it's like, like hundreds and hundreds of thousands. So it's, uh, yeah, that, that point was pretty, pretty crazy. And I've got one, I've got one now that I'm listening to and he's, he's big, but he's not that big. Um, but I've just got a feeling that he's going to like take off this year. He's called Nick's Northwest. Um, like he's a really like decent bloke as well. I've spoken to him a few times on uh, social media and his music's like top draw. He's probably one of my, mm. one of my favorite artists out there right now. So I definitely recommend you listening to him. I think you'd like him as well. Mm. Um, but he's, he plays keys for, have you ever heard of Laos the Cat? That's uh, another one. You, that's another one you need to listen to. Um, <laughs> he like mixes French rap and. Uh, oh, I have. I have heard of him. Does he have a song called um, La La Bouchelle or something? What's it called? Belle uh, it's in the It's in the light songs. It's a song I heard just the other day, actually. I think I knew it that might name. be... Belle Boutelle. Yeah, Belle Boutelle. Absolute yeah. tune, mate. He plays... Um, Nick's Northwest plays uh, keys for all of uh, that mm. album. So it's like them two linked together. They're really good friends as well. Um, mm. They live down the road... Or they used to live down the road from my brother uh, in Leeds. But now they've moved to London. So yeah, definitely recommend everyone uh, listens to him. Um, yeah. Moving on. The kitchen. The kitchen you're cooking in. The location, where's the kitchen? What does it look like? What, what vibes are you getting from this kitchen? I'm, like I said earlier, I'm a, I'm a man who likes to cook for other people. So I'm thinking my dream kitchen is going to be in my family home when I'm older. Yeah. Um, and that home will be uh, situated quite possibly, or hopefully, um, touch wood, in a muse house in London. Yeah. So somewhere like Chelsea mm. or you know, somewhere along those lines. And a big open kitchen is everyone's dream, for sure. 100%. Um, with navy cabinets and drawers. Yeah. With a nice gold detailing on them. Nice. Um, and my favourite... So I don't have a marble countertops at home, or do I have... I have just, like, normal, I don't know, rock or whatever they are. But I think wooden countertops are the nicest possible countertops to use i've got wooden um, countertops oh mate i i get so jealous over like big wooden chopping boards i think there's so yeah something really nice about them mm, um satisfying yeah and it's like you can it doesn't put you know they're really big heavy wooden chopping boards and they just feel nicer um than using like little plastic ones i guess yeah um i'd have a island in the middle and above the island would be all the hanging pots and pans you know classic classic stuff like that can't go wrong but, i mean if it works if it works mate don't fix it you know Absolutely. all the pinterest all the pinterest uh all the pinterest <laughs> boards are hanging pots and pans you know you can't you can't go wrong can you uh, absolutely not absolutely not these these are the sort of details that i wanted to get on the only pans podcast and i'm glad you've brought them <laughs> Daisy's one, Daisy's kitchen. She just said that was it was in, it was in Spain. These are the sort of details we want. And for okay. future guests listening to the podcast, take notes. Take notes. Harry's got it covered. <laughs> well, I do have some utensils as well. If you want to hear the the list oh my of utensils God. to use, mate, you're getting me hard. Um, <laughs> well, let's see what you think about this. Um, I have never used one, 
but I'd love to get my hands on a Chinese cleaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the big proper heavy ones. Um, you always see them like slapping garlic, and it's like the garlic disintegrates of one hit. Yeah. Um, and I would love to have have like Chinese cleavers and like woks and stuff in my kitchen because I love. I think Chinese cooking is very underrated. Very underrated. Absolutely. Um, um and Le Cru Le set. Yeah. That'd probably be the last thing. Like a big heavy. Mm. Um I don't know what they call, like the big oval ones. Um heavy pots. I think they're Dutch Dutch Cost ovens. Iron or... pot or something like that. Yeah, something along those lines. Um that'll definitely be the the Decent. to have in the kitchen. Love to hear it. I I could um I could put you on to a, a um big Chinese meat cleaver if you want. I've got a good um a good knife dealer if you want him. <laughs> if you ever if you ever need him in if you ever need him uh, in future, he's got he's got he's got it uh he's got it on lockdown. He's he's a legend. Um, there was all sorts of knives, street knives, uh, Chinese cleavers. <laughs> <laughs> you think of a knife, he's got it. <laughs> Definitely, um, I'd love I'd love to get in contact with him. Sweet as yeah. On the um, you talk about like Chinese cooking, Asian cooking being underrated. I mean, something I talk about all the time on the podcast. You just, I take I would I, I wouldn't say I'm influenced by it, but I'm so inspired by fucking Asian cooking. How it's it's almost so simple to a point where it's so hard to do. I'm not sure if that makes sense, but everything they do is so like bang, 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 bang. It's like fucking satisfying as fuck to watch. Mm. It's my favorite. It's my favorite type of food without really? a shadow of a doubt. Asian, just Asian food. Do you have a specific country? Because it's quite easy as like a, a Western um, white person to say Asian cooking in general, but yeah, I know yeah, they're yeah. All quite different. Um so I've grown up eating a lot of Thai food. Um, and I'd say that's that's pretty much where it all it, it stemmed from, like eating, eating Thai food. My parents, my stepdad makes a really, really good green Thai curry. And then um, I think that was what introduced me into the Thai, the Thai co- the co- cooking style, really, because it is all of them are really styles. They're not anything else they're just their their way of doing all them aromatic flavors all in a fucking wok tossed together bang delicious Mm. um but when i was really young my dad brought me into um like chinese soups he used to make um so whenever he got a chinese takeaway the day after he'd make a massive soup with all the leftovers and make it like but fuck spicy. Um, and it was, it was like proper decent. And he like forced it down our throats. So the spice tolerance from a young age was absolutely unbelievable. Um, and it's just got, it's just got better from them. Um, yeah. Good answers. So you're, Definitely. but see all of this, you've got your kitchen, you've got your song and you've got your dish. Who's it for? You're picking three guests, past or present. Who are they? All right. Well, I'm going to start with the one everyone expects me to say. Uh, it's got to be Alex Turner. Yeah. Um, it at heart, I am uh, a 13 year old uh, girl. I love. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, 
something about Alex Turner, his um, writing, his his swag, but specifically um, 2015 Alex Turner. So Prime. in between AM yeah. and Tranquility, he obviously was working Last Shadow Puppets. Yeah. And I think Last Shadow Puppets transitioning into Tranquility Alex is, he's a good guy. I um, so I think he'd have a lot to say about music, about growing up in Sheffield, which would be very intriguing for me as that's where I'm heading to university. Yeah. Um, and just a lot that I just want to know about him, you know? Mm. Yeah. Interesting um, character. Definitely really interesting. And his like he's changed so much, even in like the last five years, going from that like the Glasto 2013 headline Alex Turner that everyone everyone knows and loves yeah. to this different this different character who wears um like suits and plays Tranquility, which is probably my favourite album actually from the really? Monkeys. For sure. Tranquility Base, Hotel and Casino. Mm. One of the all time all time favourites. Um my second guest would probably be um so i'm this last year i've become a bit uh nerdy with yeah. all i've done is maths mm. um so someone like sir isaac newton yeah would be a really sick person to have um because he discovered the calculus um that gave us pi to an unlimited number of digits yeah. so he's just an unbelievable guy and obviously he defined the theory of gravitational pull and gravity. And he also looked into golden ratio and the laws of physics. And I think he'd be a pretty sick, uh, pretty yeah. sick guy to have around the dinner table. 100%. Definitely uh, two interesting characters. I wonder how <laughs> together. Well, the third guy, hopefully, can help me cook. Oh. Um, so the third guy I've gone for is J. Kenji Lopez Alt. Yeah, yeah. Um, who is a chef I, I don't know if he falls into the category of celebrity chef um i'm sure he probably does because he's yeah, released a few he books um but his like knowledge in food science is really sick um i've seen loads he, of this stuff on youtube as well yeah like his late night stuff is the stuff that i really like because mm. um, it's stuff that I, I can imagine myself just cooking yeah 100 also um and he he obviously he i think he's um he's from the eastern world and his roots in cooking have also come from um i, I don't want to i can't talk on his behalf but somewhere in in asia yeah, yeah, um, yeah and his like the way he cooks is probably how i want to cook and the way he sets up his kitchen mm. um so he'd definitely be someone to have around uh hopefully to impress um to impress him that'd be class that's a good choice. That's a good choice. I've seen loads of his stuff, loads of his collabs and things like that. He's all over the show, isn't he? Um, lucky. People like that are so lucky to be able to travel the world with food being their sole purpose. That's something I want to achieve. Um, and that's something I think everyone should achieve as well. Travelling with food being a purpose. Hmm. I think travelling in general, regardless yeah. of the, the reason, but travelling the world for your work sounds like an absolute dream to be fair 100 percent, i agree completely um so we're coming to a close we've had we've had some absolutely fantastic choices from you um oh, cheers, babes <laughs> <laughs> um but before we go 
we're going to talk about your podcast. Harry Talks Podcast. Of course. What are you oh. promoting? What's it about? Well, my aim for the podcast is to promote clear, simple thinking within especially our generation. Um, I feel like we've been locked down by an oppressor that we have no control over over the last year. Um, we've had no say in how we're supposed to live our lives because we've all lived the same year, basically, between the same four walls, looking at the same monitor, learning similar things. And that's what they want to tell you. They want to say, oh, everyone's learned the same thing. We've all done the same thing. But in reality, everyone's had quite um, a vast contrast in how people have spent their last year and how it's affected them. Um, so as we move into the next chapter of our life, as we move out of lockdown, I think my podcast is wanting to talk to people like yourself um, who are making decisions and motivating themselves to go out there and do something different and do something with their lives, especially since we haven't been able to. Um, and anyone who wants to come on, or I would love to have anyone on who um, is actively seeking to make their make themselves better if not one percent every week is all all anyone can ask for mm. um and yeah i just it's called harry talks for reason sit down we talk have a chat get to the facts yeah for sure yeah it's perfect it's um something we missed out on on uh on the past year and year and a bit or whatever however long it's been uh just having like sitting down having decent conversations i mean we've had it every now and again when we've been in and out of lockdown but uh opportunities like this they're hard to come by and um they're definitely enjoyable we make the most of them when we have them just having a decent conversation about topics that you don't talk about on the day-to-day especially with your family and things like that Mm. so you're definitely Definitely. you're spreading a good word you're promoting positivity and that's what we love to see definitely mate same on here coming coming on to this podcast is, is unbelievable mate um especially getting into food um the message you're trying to spread with food and having food at the center of everything that you love and just even having a passion about something yeah you know can't yeah. go wrong with that mate can you absolutely you cannot so i'm gonna i'm gonna finish it with a last thank you to you harry renner bennett for coming on the only pans podcast and thank you to the listener. Uh, the support's still going strong. We're, we're, we're getting bigger by the, as the days go by. Uh, and I'm so appreciative of every single one of you. But for now, I'm going. We're going. Say goodbye, Harry. See you later, people. Thank you for coming on. Stay sexy. Stay sweet. <laughs> stay safe. And I'll see you all next week. Maybe next week, maybe the week after. See you later.